okay. Trying some new equipment. Hopefully it works out for me. Um, so episode 15. Uh, it's been over 15 weeks, I think. I'm not quite doing one a week. It's usually like 8 to 10 days um, between posting. So, uh, wanted to say the, the, uh, the song that I did last week was actually a, um, it was a song that I recorded, uh, I don't even know when, there was no date on it, back in probably six years, seven years ago, of, uh, it was an iteration of, of a song that I wrote in uh, the 70s, 76, 77, something like that. And uh, I'm going to tell the story of that song. So I've never actually solidified the song. It's very fluid. It's depending upon where, I, where, I'm, where I'm at at the time, uh, what the lyrics are. Somehow I recorded that when it was originally about 10 minutes long. And I tried to edit it down to like seven, seven and a bit for the podcast. It was really bad. I butchered it. But I didn't have time to clean it up and I'm not very good at it anyway. So I uh, hope you could uh, still appreciate it through the butchery. I'm going to try and actually do a better job and actually write out some lyrics, although I like having, like, there's probably 10 iterations of it, there's probably 10 groups of lyrics, and they run anywhere from probably 6 minutes to 12 minutes, um, you know, so, but if it was done right, I thought it could be tasteful, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I have a cold, <coughs> I haven't been talking at all since I posted this last week, so, um, anyway, the song, um, back in the 70s, so, I mean, if you listen to the other stories, when I was 16, I started smoking pot and, and drinking and being less, uh, religious, I guess, you know, following less the, the beliefs that I picked up when I was 13. The Christian beliefs. And um, so, I mean, I was in high school and I'd been in and out of high school a number of times. I'd uh, gone to high school and then uh, dropped out um, again, you know, over and over again. And uh, so at that time I was, I was going to school in Nanaimo, I think. Uh, I was going to Northfield Alternative School. There was a teacher, um, Earl Stornescrest, who used to teach in uh, in this district. And uh, he set up the alternative school program for this district. And uh, then he went down to Nanaimo and set up a school program for them. And he had his own building on Northfield Road. That school, is the building is still there. And it grew to where he had two buildings. He had that, and then he had uh, the log house on uh, Bevan Park, Be Bowen Park, Bevan Park. 
uh, right beside the road there, we had both of those, the big school and the, the house. Um, we had the house because a fire started in the school, so they moved us into the house, and then when, the, when we got back into the school, we sort of had part use of the house as well, so I went there for a couple of years. Um, anyway, in the, in the summer, whatever, I wasn't going to school. In fact, if I was, if I was 18, which I think I was, I think when this story happens, I think I was 18, um, my, my parents had met, um, I'm not going to use his name, people that know me will know who he is, but my parents met a, a famous, uh, Canadian musician and, uh, comedian, he was a comedian, and, uh, he had family that was here in Qualicum, and so one summer they met him, and he came out to our farm, which was no longer a commune, and he brought his, uh, his two daughters, who, uh, were, you know, uh, one was, I think, three years younger than me, and the other was four years or younger than me, five years maybe. And uh, so, I mean, I didn't pay much attention. He, I didn't know who he was. He was famous, but I didn't, I'd never heard of him at that point. So that would have been probably, I don't know. I don't even know when it was. Probably when I was 14, 15, so, you know, early 70s. Um, and uh, it became a regular, like, they would, he actually, he wanted to buy the property. He fell in love with the farm and he wanted to buy it. And uh, he began to make offers and my folks were like, no, we don't want to sell. Um, would have been a different story if he'd sold the property. <laughs> um, so as, as the years went on, every year that family would show up and we would, you know, we would have dinner and play some music and, you know, do, do the, stuff that we did and, and uh, I got to know the uh, one of the girls quite well she uh, I would have to say she was probably the aggressor but we you know she was the one that pushed for having a relationship with me so by the time I was 15 or 16 so I don't know the second year or third year that they came up um we we began to uh, to have a relationship, and um, it it lasted for I would say five six years, you know, right up until well I think nineteen was the I was nineteen, maybe twenty um, when it ended. Yeah, it might have been twenty. Um, I you know we were quite, uh, well, it seemed as though we were both quite taken by each other, and, uh, um, we spent a lot of time communicating, and, um, when she got more independent, she came up on her own, you know, sometimes twice a year, and I went only once down to, she lived in Hollywood, I only went down there once, um, I wasn't comfortable there. It was out of my element. So, um, anyway, when uh, she had a driver's license, so she drove up. So, 
I don't know, I can't remember if she's two or three years younger than me, two and a half maybe. So I think I was 18 and she drove up with, she brought her little car and she brought a girlfriend with her and uh, they brought some peyote and uh, we we planned to uh, to do peyote on the, on the property and I can't remember this too if it was Joe or Jonathan. It seems like one of my brothers was there. Um, my memory says it was Joe, but something keeps telling me it was it was Jonathan. Uh, maybe it wasn't either of them. I don't know. Um, so we ended up doing the uh, doing the peyote, and we did it before the sun went down, and there was a fire on the Mount Aerosmith range, so you could see. The mountain was on fire. <laughs> it was kind of freaky. Like Mount Aerosmith itself wasn't on fire, but the mountains beside it were, and it was—you uh, could hear the planes buzzing and, and uh, see the the smoke rising. And as it got dark, the mountain was glowing. It was on fire, and uh, that's where the the words um, "see the fire on the mountain" and. Uh, that's where they came from. Was, was that so? <clears throat> virtually every iteration of the of the song has those words in it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm committed to putting this out, so you're gonna have to endure the cough. I'm enduring it too. Um, so <clears throat> every iteration had those words, the those in your eyes, those the tears you cry, those they are mine. Every iteration has that in it. And there was something that she had <clears throat> told me before the uh before we took the not right before, but when she came up. Um she told me that uh, after the last time she'd come up that she got pregnant and that she had an abortion. And she never told me she got pregnant until after the abortion. So, um, for me it was a, a little bit of a devastating news because I was, I was not in favor of, of abortion. I didn't even, it wasn't a big issue to me. I didn't carry it around, but it was sad for me. It didn't affect our relationship. Um, I don't think. Maybe, maybe in the end it did. I don't know. Um, you know, as, as she became older and I became older and we began to move different ways, she wanted me to move to Los Angeles and I was like, I can't, I can't see me living down there. I just, uh, couldn't see it happening so I love California it was you know my favorite state uh, I loved it but I just too many people I, I wasn't used to that that idea of all those people um, so when it came down to it uh, that was well we moved in totally different directions politically and um, you know, 
desire for our lives, I guess. She she wanted a career in acting and show business, and I wanted a career in music, but I didn't want to live in Los Angeles. I didn't want to live in the city, period. But, you know, I would have considered Vancouver, probably. I, I knew Vancouver fairly well. It's, it's a nice city, too. It, uh, anyway, <clears throat> never happened. Didn't work out. So, uh, when we took the peyote, um, I don't think I had my guitar out in the field. But when we went back into my cabin, I started playing. <coughs> and I put a cassette on, and I still have that cassette. And I would have to find it. I literally have... <coughs> I don't know, two or three shoeboxes full of cassettes. Um, starting back when I was 15, probably maybe even younger. So, uh, she was up there for quite a while. Her friend flew back. She didn't stay but I think a week. And that's why I think it was Joe. Because I think they started hanging out with the girl and him, but I don't think anything came of it. It might have been Jonathan, but whatever. Um, uh, after the uh, peyote trip, it changed things between us because we'd experienced this uh, trip together. Um, and it actually, I think, made our relationship deeper. Uh, you know, we were both pretty young. Um, but I think it also may have been the beginning of us realizing, or me realizing, we probably weren't meant for each other, though we began talking about getting married at that point. And uh, then it just wasn't going to happen. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go to L.A. She didn't want to come to Canada. So, anyway, that's... That's that, you know. Um, there's something I wanted to say. Like, throughout my life, there's been, uh, you know, like, all of us are looking for something. We look at our you know, horoscope or, or whatever. Get our tea leaves read or read our poems. We have a tendency to want to have a glimpse into the, to the future. And uh, when I became a, a, a Christian believer, a disciple of Christ, that, I stopped doing that stuff because um, the Bible warns against it. It's viewed as uh, a worshiping the um, the creation rather than the, than the creator, or delving into things supernatural that you shouldn't delve into um, because they're not spiritually healthy. Now our world is now is we're rife with that stuff. Like everybody's doing it. Everybody's seeing mediums. Everybody's channeling. And um, it's part of the signs of the times that we live in. So um, I didn't want to talk about that necessarily. But the when I first became a Christian, there was a, there was a handful of scriptures that people uh, spoke to me that, that stayed with me. That I, they were like, uh, I would call them... Uh, foundational or uh, um, they were 
things I could hang on to. And one of them was uh, in James. Now, James was the brother of Jesus, not the disciple James, who had already been killed when the book was written. J the, the, the disciple James, which was John's brother, was uh, he was the first of the 12 disciples to be executed. So this James is actually the brother of Jesus. He's the half-brother. And he became a leader in the church. Now, in in his time with Jesus, he didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He was Jesus was his brother. He was crazy. Nobody in his family, except for maybe Mary and Joseph, believed that he was somebody special. But, uh, um, in fact, there's one case where his whole family was trying to convince him to to do something, and he's like, no, it's not, it's not time for me to do that. So, uh, so I, I bring that up because of stuff that's happening in my life. I have someone telling me that if my whole family tells me something, then I should pay attention, but not necessarily. Anyway, the scripture that I was thinking of is, is in James right at the beginning where it says in King James Version how I memorized it was let let patience have her perfect works so there's lots of ways to internalize that so I internalized it very young like when I was 13 as to allow for the trials and the It, the things that you go through allow for those to to work in your life. Be patient, um, endure, which is how it was translated in <clears throat> into some of the newer uh, translations. Let endurance have her have. Uh, what does it say here? Let endurance. steadfastness have its full effect let steadfastness have, it, have its full effect and another one was let endurance you know produce its proper fruit whatever so I, I that becoming early on in my life it, it helped me get through a lot of stuff though it didn't it didn't I wasn't able to hang on that to stop me from getting depressed but it did help me um and uh, I still, to this day, I go back to that scripture. And then right after that, there's uh, there's another, like right after it, it talks about wisdom. And uh, like, if any of you lacks wisdom, to pray to God and he will give it to you. Through the Holy Spirit, he will give you wisdom. Now, that was important to me <clears throat> early on because my interest in philosophy and philosophy is the love of wisdom so um, I began praying early on in my life for wisdom and I don't know you know I believe I got wisdom but how uh, how deep I, I trust God you know I, to this day I trust God so when I'm in conversation I'm able to usually be patient and Wait. Sometimes I speak too fast, and and sometimes I don't rest and think about what I'm saying. But most of the time, I can 
stay pretty stable. Those two things, patience and uh, divine wisdom. Anyway, so the song I'm going to sing this week will be, I'll probably play one from that I've already posted, unless I find one that I can put up as is, because I don't have the energy and my voice definitely isn't going to be singing today. So anyway, enjoy it. A um, little bit laid back, maybe, compared to some of the other ones. I don't know. Um, excuse me for my coughing and sniffing and sucking on lozenges and stuff. So. And we'll see you episode 16. Take five for you. This is my new 12-string birthday gift from my wife. I'll come back to you.